welcome to Guys with Cancer, the podcast you never knew you needed. It's by Guys with Cancer, for Guys with Cancer, and everyone else. And now, here are your hosts, Rudy Fishman and Jeff Nerman. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Guys with Cancer. This is episode number 10. We are finally in double digits, Jeff. What do you think of that? Wow, I can't, I can't believe it. It's good, it's good that we've lasted this long. Yeah, we're, the podcast is getting old, uh, just like us. As I'm sure you will remind me, I am a little bit older than you. Yes, and, but why? With age, yeah, yeah, with age comes a lot of things, uh, some good, some bad. Um, among the good is certainly that I am infinitely much more wise than you. Uh, no offense. <laughs> No, that's no take. But there's some downsides too, and um, you know, as you age, you know, people think life just sort of slows down, a little more trouble doing certain things, parts of your body kind of fall apart. It's not too dissimilar from uh, cancer; kind of does a lot of things to you. The toll of having chemotherapy and such ravage your body kind of does a number and leaves you behind, which kind of leads me into what I think would be a good topic for this this particular episode, which is the idea of, and I know something I struggle with, I don't know if you struggle with it at all or not, is the idea of what are these things going on with my body? Are they um, just a natural part of aging? Is it... Um, I'm sorry, I had it when you said... That remind when you said, what are these things going on with my body? I had a flashback to seventh grade health class. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Those, those were different things happening. Yeah, this is kind of the reverse of that, to keep it family-friendly. But you kind of wonder, is this my cancer progressing? Is it, oh, just one of the many lovely side effects that people forget to tell you about when you're diagnosed of fatigue and and such and doing it? Or is it a combination of both, where cancer is just sort of prematurely aged you in a certain way, but not the best way possible? I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, I unfortunately share those thoughts and experiences. And one thing that I think is not not clearly told to people with cancer, and maybe it's intentional, maybe it's not, is that in, in some ways it, it always sticks with you, even if you're cured, whatever that means, or no evidence of disease. And I, I think that because of that, Anytime something is abnormal with my body, I start wondering, huh, is this just an aging issue, like taking me longer just to heal from a sprain, whatever, or is this, is this cancer? I know one sort of side effect that we both deal with is sort of excess fatigue, but people also like to make jokes about like old people taking lots of naps and stuff, but... I think most people who have various forms of cancer knows what it's like to nap a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are 85 years old. You certainly feel that way sometimes. I mean, do you nap much, Jeff? Every every chance I get. I think along the same line, part part of the reason that I think I nap as much as I do or try to is that I sleep very poorly at night. So, um, which, you know, is something else that older people, I think, tend to, you know, older people who aren't cancerous 
tend to experience. So it's another way in which, unfortunately, there's sort of a semblance of like a premature aging thing that's happening. So yeah, I have to nap quite often. I mean, I can go through the day without it, but I'm much happier with it. I have an interesting relationship with naps. I uh, nap quite a bit. It's getting better. I'm probably about a year and a half past my diagnosis and, uh, you know, a good year past my last chemotherapy. But it just takes a while for sort of your body to recover. And I'm getting to the point where I'm not napping so much in the day, but I am tired all day. I probably could nap if I wanted to if it weren't for the drugs, the medications that my um, medical team has given me to kind of help me with fatigue. But just because that medicine wakes me up doesn't mean that I'm fully awake. I'm always groggy, which I don't know if that's really the same thing that our older citizens experience when during the day. I mean, um, as they're napping and, and, and such. Do you know, I really don't know that much about old people. How about you? (laughs) I've seen them. (laughs) <laughs> well, I still have a, a grandmother who's you know, 90 some years old, and um, I sometimes I think she has more energy than than I do. So I don't I don't really uh, I, hate, I hate her already. Yeah, I don't I'm, know I'm how joking. to uh, I I don't know how to interpret that. I don't rest well, and a part of my problem, which I do happen to know, is well. I guess somewhat cancer-related, but this is kind of more under the heading of when we've talked about sort of strange side effects. But one thing with with my cancer is that it, it makes its victims' allergies much worse. And I don't know what, what happened like, if you never had any problems with allergies, but I, I did, but it was, you know, manageable or whatever. I took allergy shots as a kid and stuff. But as an adult, you know, I never had any issues. But these days, I every every night, literally every night, I wake up coughing because lying down I have drainage, whatever, not to be gross, but you know, from my sinuses and I start coughing. It made me a little concerned that something else was going on. I could just be like throat cancer or something. And but my oncologist said, no, this is a common problem. But anyway, it it, it disrupts my sleep every night and um, and my naps too, frustratingly. I mean, I, I sleep, start sleeping upright. I don't sleep so well at night um, as of late either, but it's mostly just because my particular protocol, I have to drink massive amounts of, of fluid every single day, like oh. talking like 72 ounces. And so it's like, you know, even if I stop, if I reach my goal by like, say, one in the afternoon, it's still like I'm still going to the bathroom every so often to drain my bladder just from taking in all that fluid. And so that kind of exacerbates the problem. I think of my fatigue and things like that. I feel like I have a small bladder. People say that about you, yeah. But at the same time, (laughs) too, you know, it's like there's always the joke about the older gentlemen who have to run to the bathroom because they're prostating and so forth as they they age. And so sort of, again, that, that mix of, of, am I old? Is this cancer? Is it a combination of both? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have that issue as well. I don't, I can't blame it specifically on any medication or anything. I don't think the medications that I have to continue taking necessitate me drinking more water, but I just try to drink a lot as part of trying to be healthy. 
And so I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't sleep through the night without having to get up to go. How much? How much do, do you track it at all? How much do you generally drink? You know, I track it because you know I'm 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 um, anal like that. I I fill up a two quart pitcher every night. I like to put a slice of lemon in it, and then I uh, you know put it in the refrigerator, filtered water, of course. And then the next day, I make sure I drink the whole the whole bottle. Yeah, the whole how much is how much is two quarts? Is that sixty four ounces, or is that? I didn't know there was going to be math on this episode. I think I think it's sixty four ounces. Yeah, it's, it's so you're uh, actually drinking I think almost as almost as much as I am, you know. Plus, you know, whatever liquid you get in your food and such. So right. Well, plus I'm 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 uh, I, I'm not as bad as it used to be, but I also drink. You know, a fair amount of coffee, but only early, only early in the day, and so that that really acts as a diuretic. And so by the time I get all that fluid in, yeah, it it, it creates a lot of issues. I I actually thought about trying to drink less water because I know they say that's basically how much you should drink every day, but because I was getting up so much, you know, to go to the bathroom, and I thought, well, I'm not sure. Maybe in the end, this is this is particularly the right course for me, but uh, so far I continue to do it. I don't trust myself to drink enough water if I don't, if I just sort of you know, do it ad hoc, you know, like I feel like I have to have a measured out amount to make sure that I get it in. You like you like the pressure of getting it done by the end of the day? Is what you're saying? Yes, yeah, so I consider it like a personal challenge each day. One of the things that I've, I've experienced recently that, you know, I couldn't determine whether it's just you know, aging or if it was something cancer-related uh, or both. But so I, I kept having, like, pain in my, in my elbow. And I had no idea, you know, what it was or what it was from. I thought, you know, that strained it. But it was taking forever. Like, it wasn't really getting better. It was just taking forever, you know, to seemingly for anything to happen with it. And I started getting concerned. You know, like, well, maybe maybe it's just that I'm aging and therefore it takes my body, you know, I, I didn't recall having done anything, like I didn't fall or anything like that. But um, I, I thought, well, maybe it's that you know, somehow I, you know, inadvertently, unknowingly strained it or sprained it or something. And just because I'm getting older, it's taking a lot longer to heal. Finally, when I went to see my oncologist the last time, I said, I kind of felt silly bringing it up because it seemed like an orthopedic issue. But I said, "Listen, I've got this pain in my <laughs> in my elbow. Could it be cancer?" And they're, they're like, "Oh no!" They looked. They said, "No, no. It's just like bursitis or something." Which is, I guess, good. I don't know. Yeah, but compared, compared to thing. cancer, I mean, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Similar here. I'm one of the medications I'm on does cause you to heal slowly and like. You know, just as you get older, you do get some aches and pains naturally. But because I heal more slowly, sometimes it makes something that's not that big of a deal where, like, oh, it bothers you for a day or two and then it's gone. Or it's not that bad if it's more persistent than that. Medication exacerbates things like I'm, a, I'm one of those people that, that shifts around a lot when I sleep. I'm sometimes on my back, sometimes on my side on my stomach or whatever, just like, you know, everybody's got their own way of sleeping. That's mine. So that's kind of funky on my shoulder one night, and my sh- left shoulder has kind of been 
bothering me ever since, and it's been quite a while. So again, it's one of those things where it's like, is this a pain from the medication, or is it a pain from me sleeping funky for too long in position? Is this, you know, a weird neurological issue because I have brain cancer and it does sort of impact my left arm in other ways, and now it has spread to my shoulder from my hand and elbow and the twitches that I have, and that's what I'm feeling coming on. And I asked my oncologist about it, and she was like, you know, you're getting old. It's not, who knows? It, it, it didn't really help me that much. I mean, she's the life on me, obviously. She was a guest on the show, but it's a, it's a trade-off. Like, I have this medication that's saving my life, but it also plays some head games with me sometimes, too. So in terms of making me think that, I mean, is a little shoulder pain really that bad compared to the thought of not living anymore? It doesn't uh, minimize the importance of the medication or minimize the pain itself, but you got to take everything in scale. What, what are the biggest things you should be worrying about? I just feel like it, it, it's so hard when you when you have cancer or, or have had it, whatever, if, if that's even a <laughs> legitimate concept to, to speak of it in the past tense, but um, you know, to, just to be able to have perspective on it. And, and, and you know, I'm sure to, to people who've been fortunate enough never to have been on the paths that, that, that we're on, it's probably some of what we say seems alarmist or, you know, not rational or something. But I think if you have cancer for any length of time and you start hearing more and more stories or you're just your own experiences, you realize you know, how it just pops up in the weirdest ways and places, and it's really difficult to not wonder if, if anything that seems amiss is somehow cancer-related. You know, and then, and then I, I also wonder, you're, you're probably more knowledgeable about your situation than I am about mine, but, you know, I have to think that just having cancer, even if it's not something directly related, like, it, it can't be good for your body. I mean, it's basically yeah. obvious, but, but, you know, it's like, well, does it just take you generally longer to heal from something because your body is somewhat compromised already or, 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 or like, you know, in our cases, like just because you went through chemo and, you know, chemo, you know, despite what some might say, like it has you know, really long-term lasting effects, some of which I'm not sure that they totally understand and um, well there's also the other other side where before either one of us was diagnosed you hear the word cancer and all sorts of things come to your mind some accurate some some not in terms of what it caused but I think it does prompts a big feeling of fear and dread in all the different ways it can impact you I think even as quote-unquote experienced patients there's a lot that isn't known about cancers all the different cancers. And so who's to say that there is some sort of hidden mystery still left for us to discover or remnants of that previous perception that is creating sort of these paranoid thoughts of like, is it cancer or is it just sort of a weird ache and pain that everybody gets, you know, or is there more to that ache and pain um, yeah. that everybody gets, as you might be anticipating that, that meets the eyes. But the only, the only thing is, and this is going to sound really selfish of me, the, the, the one way that I've found to make myself feel somewhat better is that friends of 
mine who are, you know, contemporaries of ours who thankfully do not have cancer, when they have, you know, similar issues, they, you know, hurt something and it's just taking forever to heal or, or whatever and this or that, I think, okay, good, good. It's not just, it's not just cancer. It's just, we're just getting old. That's, so I, I take some, I'm sorry to say, but I take some degree in comfort in the suffering of my friend. You too. <laughs> I, I, I don't tell them that. Well. I don't tell them that. But you know, I did just like, oh, okay, good. I'm not the only one. It does. One it does closed. bring you. It does bring you some sort of solace, right? To sort of um, make sure yeah, you feel I mean, better not, about yourself. I'm not rooting for anybody to you know break something or you know or, or have a slowly healing sprained ligament, but I don't trip somebody so that they have an accident so I can run an experiment. But if it so happens that the fates are as they are and that they end up with something like this, it's a useful comparison point for me. I I don't want them to suffer, but they are suffering, so I might as well, somebody might as well get some benefit from this. So, you know, why shouldn't it be me? Well, I'm not judging you. Our listeners might judge you, but I'm not judging you. That happened a long time ago, yeah. (laughs) I'd say the only other thing related to this particular topic that I have to say is just that, and we alluded to this earlier, is just sort of moving more slowly. I think with all the napping and all that is like just in general, I tend to be very slow and sloth-like every day. So like it takes me a long time to get up in the morning and I go to bed early, just like an older person might. I don't know if that's related to having sort of the battle zone that I've had in my brain of chemo and surgeries and, and, and all that causing that, or if it is, I'm getting older. I mean, I'm 48, which might sound old to a young stallion like you, Jeff, but it's in the grand scheme of things, 48 isn't that old, but sometimes I feel like I am like 65 or 68 years old and definitely very middle-aged. I'm not quite senior citizen and ready to accept that it's time to slow down that much physically. It just feels very premature. Yeah, it's a frustration no, I, I know. for sure. I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, and I'm, 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 I'm dreading getting my invitation any, any time now to join AARP. But I, I do think, like, you know, sort of mentally too. Like, I'm, I'm a much more, you know, much foggier than I used to be, and some of it chemo related, which you know can last for a really long time. And the funny thing is, during the whole stay at home, you know. COVID pandemic thing, I actually thought that my mental clarity was improving because I seemed to be forgetting less. And then I realized it was just because I wasn't doing anything. So I had almost nothing to remember. So there was really, (laughs) I wasn't actually remembering better. It was just that there was, there were fewer things to forget, but, but, you know, so I worried, I was like, well, my, my mind is, is starting to become, you know, a little, less reliable. But then when I talk to my wife, who is definitely, um, you know, as sharp as ever, and she says, well, she forgets things too or whatever. Again, not not to be taking joy in other people's uh, issues, but I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's a normal thing. And she tries to reassure me that it's just Do you think that there is any part of this equation? Because I've noticed there's different types of people with cancer, and some people try to seek out the positivity in other things. And then there's Folks like us who are, you know, what I would classify as realists, um, who kind of do a mix of positive and, and negative. And then there's people who just like to talk a lot about all the horrible 
sorts of things that happened to them and, and how they suffered. Do you think that there is a part of this equation where we kind of want to find sort of the dark side, the, the darker possibilities of these sorts of situations where you get, whether it's an ache, of, ache in pain or if it's uh, extra naps this week or anything like that where you kind of want it just so you have something to complain about? Well, I'd like to say, no, that I would never do that. But if, of course, yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, you have cancer, like, you know, you should be able to get some benefit from it. And, and being able to complain a little bit seems like a fairly, well, to use the cancer term, fairly benign way to get some positivity out of it. And even though it's positivity through negativity, I guess. But yeah, I, I think the, the cancer card, it, the card with many benefits. So yeah, maybe the cancer card. Maybe that could uh, somebody could um, officially create that and uh, be our first sponsor of uh, guys with cancer. Uh, I yeah. say as we, we wrap up another episode, episode number ten. Um, we are officially tweens. We are officially tweens. I just see what the future holds for us, see what other topics we can tackle and, and such. And um, as always, if anybody has any questions, comments, suggestions for future guests or topics or just have questions about uh, that cancer life, you know, feel free to email us anytime at guyswithcancer at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, Twitter at guyswithcancer, and uh, we'll talk to you next time in Episode 11. In between. Thanks for listening to Guys with Cancer. Want more? Visit guyswithcancer.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can also email us at guyswithcancer at gmail.com. This has been a production of Progressive Panther Media.